<laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's start with your movies. What did you see? Just like that? No news? No nothing? No. Do you, do you have any news? Well, Ezra Miller. I don't think you... Did you see the Ezra Miller incident like on Monday or Tuesday? I did not. What's up? He apparently choked a fan and threw her down to the ground. There's like this quick video of it. Uh, but r rumor is he's probably going to get kicked off the Flash movie now. You know, the movie that no one's asked for that they've continued to talk about that no one cares to see. Um, even myself, even myself, even being a Zack Snyder DCEU guy, I don't, I didn't care to see the Flash, especially because just too much time has passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and I feel like DC already did a good thing with the CW Flash. I mean, it's corny and shit, but they've tapped into like all the Flash lore over there. So it just, to me, you don't need to make a Flash movie anywhere. Yeah. But apparently what he did is still kind of fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, like they're they're saying um and Tosh, I haven't even seen the Harley Quinn movie yet. I've had Birds of Prey for like 2 weeks and every time I go to fucking press play, I just go, "Eh, maybe." Oh, you don't miss maybe, much. Maybe another time, you know. I mean, I I already know it's going to be tough. I already know it's going to be tough. It's I mainly want to watch it. I mainly want to watch it from McGregor and Black Mask. That's yeah, really the right. The only draw to me because the Mary Elizabeth Winstead fucking version of Huntress is not for me. That is not Huntress at all. She's also barely and, uh, in the film, so it's not. And uh, the Black Canary. Yeah, I know, but it irks me, though. It yeah, irks me from a comic book standpoint. And uh, the Black Canary version is just terrible. Just fucking terrible from what I've seen. Yeah, um, yeah but I'll, I'll, I'll try to watch it, though at some point but anyway yeah ezra miller probably gonna get kicked off ezra miller is kind of a weird dude anyway so it was kind of a it was kind of a shia labeouf moment you know i thought it was okay as the flash though like i liked him as the flash but i just feel like too much time is and, passed. Uh, no, one's, no one's gonna care you know it's like avatar you know is it known what will happen with his role in the fantastic beasts franchise oh that's another one because he's, he's kind of a big uh, part I know, I know. Even though I haven't seen the film, I know about the uh, connection. Yeah, the, the second one sucks. It's it's not not really good. That's that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Hmm. Interesting. That's and all. That's that's it. That's all the news. All the news. Ezra yeah. Miller. Yeah. All right. Did did you watch anything? I watched two things. The two things. Two things. Okay. Yeah, I mean, watching streamers and watching YouTube content it just doesn't count. So I can't. True. I went down a lot of rabbit holes. I mean, I watched Tosh for like two hours yesterday or the other day playing Warhammer. It was, gave me the itch to play Warhammer again. <laughs> see how I snuck Tosh in there? See that? Is that what I do? Nice move. Okay. So I watched, uh, I rewatched Silver Linings Playbook with my girl. Still fantastic. I mean, it's your favorite movie, so obviously it it's is. still fantastic. It still holds up, too. Still holds up. It's, um, I love the De Niro role. I love the Jennifer yeah. Lawrence role. I love pretty much everything about that goddamn movie. Even Chris Tucker. But, uh, yeah, Chris Tucker. I love Chris Tucker. Um, the other movie I watched, though, was a movie that my girlfriend has been waiting to see ever since it was announced. She knew it would be terrible. I knew it would be terrible. But we sat down. We got through it. It was Brahms, the boy oh, too. Boy. Um, 
It's fucking terrible, dude. Oh my god! Like I'm just reminded why I'm not a horror guy. You know, especially yeah, there's way too much I mean, shit. There's good horror out there, yes, but there are some people that will watch all of these movies and just fucking love it. And I, you know, it's the same with anime. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way with MCU and shit. You know, mm. comic book movies in general, thrillers. But uh, the boy too. Oh my god, yeah, you can uh, you can skip that one. And Katie Helms is terrible. She's a terrible actress. I I did not intend actress. to see it, so you know. Doesn't change anything for me. Katie Holmes has done some good things too. There's a movie called Touched with Fire, which is an amazing movie, which is kind of like the extreme version of Silver Linings in a way, because it shows uh, bipolar from a much different standpoint than Silver Linings did. Um, but yeah, she uh, she just took a you know, she was impressive in Touched with Fire, but I mean this movie brought nothing to the table. And the boy, like not not the creepy doll thing. That thing is all right. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But the boy, the kid, the little kid, her son, fucking just, you just want to hit him the whole time. You just, one of those child actors, very much like in the vein of Phantom Menace, you know, you just, you just can't mm. stand him when he's on screen. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about another one in a bit. <laughs> Terrible movie, man. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, I don't recommend. I would give it like a fucking four. Yeah. Oh, four. That's that seems generous, actually. From what it's you've generous said. just be, it's generous just because of the creepy vibe that the um, you know the the thing gave Doll. off. That's it. That's all I got mm-hmm. for that. That's I it. See. All right. That's all. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Well, a little bit of Survivor. You know, a little bit of Survivor. Mm-hmm. A lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. And then, of course. I just didn't have time because I, I had to edit like 40 hours of footage of rest, which um, Ooh, that's a lot, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we are at episode 127, 127 episodes of uh, rust craziness from the last uh, five months. So there you go. All right. Some cross advertisement. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do what I, do. I, I finished I finished watching Tiger King. Oh, um, there we go. And the last two episodes, they did not disappoint. It was it was a it was a blast. I and know. I was kind I of hope, uh, worried. Yeah. I hope it continues, kind of, though. Like I was kind of worried because you said that one of your friends said that it dropped off at the end, which I thought. Yeah, but he was drunk at the time. I don't think he he knew what we, what he was seeing. You know, it's like probably just fell whatever. asleep or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the 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 crime shit in the end, it's it's pretty interesting. And like, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I kind of have to if I want to say what I have, you know. Um, so if you if you have still have to see Tiger King, which I strongly advise, then uh, turn off your radio station right now. Um, I I feel like twenty two years is a is a rough sentence, dude. <laughs> like you're, you're behind Joe Exotic, aren't you? Not really, but like I mean, he he deserves to be in prison. They all do, but uh, I mean that's I agree. Twenty two years did- is a lot. He definitely deserves conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. Um, which I would give him at least 10 or 5 to 10, you know. Um, and, it, you know, good behavior has to play a part and shit like that. But, um, uh, I mean, he was supposed to get 79 initially. The fact, the fact that the hitman does not get any time just baffles me, man. The guy yeah. took money with the intention to kill the woman. It's not, it's like, not clear, is, though. Maybe he did. Yeah, but it. 
it's still pretty, you know. I mean, they have audio of them discussing the murder, so it's like... But he was the man that was pegged to do it, you know. It's just because he cooperated. He got right, fucking yeah, lucky, yeah. that's all. But the Jeff dude is totally fucked up as well. Dude, he should Jeff be Loka. in prison. Like He needs to be in prison for something, because there's definitely something shady about that guy. Like, yeah. Straight up. They're all shady as fuck. Dude, Everybody I, I... in this... Especially uh, Carol Baskin, because like she's she's pretending to be the saint in the story. And, the uh, only there's only two people that I felt I felt for in this entire documentary. The guy without the legs. The guy without the legs, yeah. Ranky. Granky was fucking. <laughs> he was phenomenal. just the, the regular working man, you know. Just he's chilling. the guy that just got fucked, and yeah. then the chick that lost her arm. You know, I felt yeah, kind of sad for her. <laughs> just some regular people, actually. Like. Um, yeah. I found it extremely funny that in the end, like in the credits, it said that Doc Andal got raided, um, mm -hmm. and like ten minutes before, he said that he, like there's nothing you can you, you can accuse him of, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, he shot some tigers. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, Doc Antle is a whole <laughs> other level of crazy as well. I'm surprised that they didn't have like a whole Doc Antle thing. But yeah. Doc Antle is one of the people that's really upset with the documentary for how they portrayed him and all that shit, just like Carol Baskin is. Yeah, but uh, they gave the interviews like they, they volunteered, basically. Yeah. Not I stand behind what I said last week, though. Carol Baskin and her husband, they're totally full of shit. You can just see that, it. Yeah. You can just fucking see it. And now they're upset about the documentary as well. Obviously. But I, uh, there was a rumor that they were going to make a supplemental episode. So I hope it happens because the popularity of that oh, show yeah. on, on Netflix just went through the roof. And I, I kind of have to say that it is have to do with the quarantine because people are just thirsting for shit to watch right now and binge watch that. Yeah, true. Uh, but it, it just came at the right time, I feel yeah. like. There's one of my friends on Facebook. I'm not going to say who it was, but he's like, I, I got to episode two and I had to turn it off. Those are terrible people and you're just helping the terrible people. But then one person responded. It's like, well, because of this documentary, they're opening up the cold case on that guy because, you know, still want to find out what happened to uh, Don Lewis. True. Yeah. So, but yeah, just, you know, what a pansy thing to say. Just watch the fucking thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give me a fucking break, man. You can't like, separate your shit and just enjoy something like give me a break but i get it it's not for everybody yeah. <laughs> huh. i love it though it's yeah, fantastic me, me, me and, uh, and people are fighting over the role for joe exotic for what i hear for the uh, mini series that they actually want to make oh really yeah i mean it's yeah definitely, it's definitely the good, good material for for a show or a movie Jared Leto, Dax Shepard, and Edward Norton are all in the, the running, apparently. Oh, I feel like Dax Shepard would be the right one, actually. Yeah, Dax Shepard really, really wants it. But Edward Norton like responded to him, like, step aside or something. <laughs> I was bored for this shit. I don't know what the tweet was, but... I mean, yeah, obviously Norton is the better actor, but... Uh... I would love to see Norton in the role, yeah. over. Yeah, That's... Because I feel like he is the better actor. Yeah, sure. I mean, I haven't seen anything with a Dex Shepard that was impressive. He's and Dax bad, is super but... tall too. Dax is tall, man. Oh yeah, he's he's not that frame of man that Joe Exotic was. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, uh, his uh, his lover John, his husband John. Oh uh, yeah, he the guy with he all did, teeth. He did fix his teeth. They look wonderful. So they oh. did, they didn't include that in the in the doc, and I thought that was kind of fucked. Like they should have at least like showed that hey he. He fixed his teeth because they, they look fucking terrible, man. I mean, that yeah, guy. That's what meth like, does to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you want to stay away from meth. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I've also obviously continued watching The Simpsons, and uh, today I watched the <laughs> fifth episode of The Mandalorian, which is still good. Um, I watched 11 movies. Ooh. Again, I think that's my average, actually. And mm. uh, I actually wrote down some, some plot summaries and some notes and shit, you know. If you Do some... you have the count? Do you have the count for movies you've seen this year? Oh, yeah, actually, I, I was going to mention that. I'm now at... So I watched my 100th movie this year. And uh, one sec, I think in total I am at a count of 109. And what was the count last year? Um, 443 new movies. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to reach it though, and I don't intend to because it was it was kind of stressy. Sometimes I watch like seven movies a day, and I I can't recommend that. Um, right, right. But still, I'm I'm just, I mean this this podcast also pushed me to watch as much stuff as I can. And it's fun. Mm -hmm. I, I got a new streaming service that has a lot of good movies. Um, Is it a German streaming service? Yeah, is Sky a TV channel in the US? Guy? Sky? Sky. TV channel? <laughs> so there's a streaming service called Sky Ticket. Um, that has like lots of... Um, like very recent movies, actually. And also some classics. It's pretty good. The service satellite pay TV platform in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a German thing. All right. So from worst to best, as always. Give it to me. Give it so to me. So I watched the new Netflix hit Coffee and Kareem. It's a crime comedy with Ed Helms. And uh, really? I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, so here the the plot is is already pretty bad. Um, so he, at Helms, he plays a cop and he, he gets bullied by his fellow policeman um, because he's kind of clumsy and an, kind of an idiot, you know, but like, mm -hmm. like a good guy. Um, he's in a relationship with a woman who's, who's 12 year old kid. He, he thinks he, he's real gangster and cool, you know, and he doesn't like that Ed Helms is banging his mom. Um, so they get into trouble. And of course, those two now have to solve a case together. Obviously, as always. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the plot doesn't really make sense. Uh, <laughs> so this this kid, dude, this kid, the, the guy who plays Kareem, he's he's twelve, and it's the most annoying kid character I've seen in a while, maybe ever. You know, mm -hmm. um, like everything he says is supposed to be really edgy, and like it's it's really offensive, and he's always screaming. It was annoying Ooh. as fuck. It was it was also like there's no better word than cringe. Like Terrence Little Garden High. His career is over already, dude. Like, <laughs> that bad, I don't want to see that guy ever again for this role. Like, <sighs> it's so funny. I thought you said coffee and cream, and I was like, where I think is that's, it? I that's the pun though in the in the, in the yeah, title. I get it. Yeah, I get it now. Um, Kareem. <laughs> Kareem. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, there's no joke in this movie that worked for me. It was terrible. And I, I, I kind of felt bad for Ed Helms because I think he's better than that. Like, not, not that he's like crazy good actor, but he was in better comedies. I yeah, think I most agree. people yeah. know him from Hangover. And uh, there's a movie he's called Stretch on... with Patrick Wilson where he's pretty good in. He's big on The Office as well. Oh, yeah, right. The Office. Yeah. I mean, he's a comedy actor, but I would like to see him in some serious stuff, actually. He was uh, he was really great in Vacation again another comedy. Oh, I've seen um, that. 
He was, uh, I believe, what is the name of uh, the movie? Chappaquiddick. Have we seen Chappaquiddick Ooh. yet? Don't know what that is. Chappaquiddick is about Ted Kennedy and the um, the girl that died when Ted Kennedy was. Do you know Ted? Ted Kennedy is the brother of Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy. Okay. Um, but the movies. Jason Clark actually plays Ted Kennedy. I've always wanted to watch it, um, but I never got a chance what to. Ed Helms. Uh, twenty seventeen. 2017 6.5 that's so that's not bad not bad yeah so something i always kind of wanted to watch but i think that was like his uh one of his few turns is maybe a little drama it doesn't look like a comedy at all yeah i feel like mo- a lot of comedy actors really excel at doing serious roles i would be interested mm-hmm. in one of them well just to see if he could pull it off other yeah, than right. the hangout I mean, most <laughs> most comedy actors I saw in 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 more serious roles, they pulled it off. Um, yeah. So this movie, dude, like I think it's it was like number four on Netflix in Germany at least, and I I only heard terrible things about it. So some friends and I we usually do a thing when we we just decide on a movie and we all watch it and then chat about it afterwards. So we we were mm. in for some trash and then we chose coffee and cream. It was a bad decision, dude. Um. Like the comedy is so like they they didn't do any effort. It's just some some dirty jokes, people insulting each other. That's it. It's not yeah, they, it's not uh, funny. Is that five point five point one? Yeah, that is close to four. Like that's terrible. Ooh, that's pretty and bad. Yeah. Also on top, you have some some like actually a lot of dumb internet references to like appeal to younger people. It was very hip. Yeah, very it was super cringe. Ah. God. Oh, here's what's funny is I'm scrolling down and there's a the you know how you see one user review when you're on the page. Yeah. The first one I see is Kareem too much. Kareem was way over the top with bad language. It was like the writers had a contest to see how many f bombs and filthy yeah. phrases. They had. Huh. Huh. That's that that sums it up basically. Yeah, I don't see myself watching this. No, one. nobody should. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that seems bad. It is. Yeah. All right, so that's actually I I rated it one out of ten, which doesn't happen a lot. Ooh. But this is just a horrendous movie. Didn't you drop Doolittle to the one? Doolittle is a one as well, yeah. But I think okay. Doolittle is better than this, actually. No, no, mm. Coffee Cream. Is, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it doesn't matter. But you I know, think Coffee Cream is slightly over Doolittle. One day we have to rate the ones right like, from one to the ten. top 10 one. yeah the top <laughs> 10 ones yeah exactly. um so yeah then i saw a movie called circle from 2015 it's a science Tom fiction Hanks? no 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 science mm. fiction chamber play is that a word a science fiction chamber play yeah is chamber play like a term for movies uh, in, in english i think the, it is right this is the uh the people that have to make decisions right Right, so there's like okay. a bunch of people, like I think it's 40 or 50, I don't know. Um, they wake up inside a dark room and each one stands a little small red circle. And you can't leave it. If, if you do, you die. If you touch other people, you die. Um, and every few <laughs> minutes, one person randomly dies. And they, they figure out that they, they can all vote who's going to die. And um, all the people are kind of different. There's some teenagers, some, some kids, there's a pregnant woman. Uh, people from different cultures, like business and social levels, you know, like a businessman and a gangster and mm-hmm. shit, a policeman. 
and obviously they they they're gonna get in some some heated discussions now and i think it sounded like a really cool idea like some sort of black mirror episode yeah yeah uh but i after 10 minutes i already noticed that the potential was there but the execution isn't that great right execution the the conflicts they have the discussions they're they kind of forced you know Mm-hmm. I mean, due to the to the premise, and uh, actually, like the social critique is so dull and blatant, it's it's not very fun. You you constantly facepalm throughout the whole movie, basically. But it was actually yeah. like it, weirdly enough, it was still entertaining because I was hooked. You know, I I still wanted to know where it's gonna go, so it's, it wasn't bad. But yeah, what did you call this again? A phantom play? A chamber play. Like it's it, it takes play. place all in one room, like okay. you know, I, th- I think chamber play. Like in German, it's it's a term for movies, like something like Twelve Angry Men or Reservoir Dogs. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that then. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. Though. Also, a bit, a bit, yeah. If you have questions, kinda remi- just ask. Kind of reminds me of the Would You Rather uh, movie. I don't know if you've ever seen. I heard of Would it. Would You Rather? Yeah, that was like, again, just the execution you know these movies i think have trouble yeah they you know, sound like the, cool in a way but like the purge in a way i've always said the purge is a fantastic idea but yeah, they've never is. they've never like done it the right way and now it's in the hands of some crazy people so <laughs> right. it'll never be good it'll never be good um yeah the circle is just nobody no, not a single one of them in the movie not like they all act super unbelievable and uh, <laughs> some people are so aggressive and like accuse people of shit and stuff like of, obviously everybody's gonna vote for you if you're like you know insulting somebody so but you said it was forced though like it just super felt... forced yeah yeah and uh, That's also there's some weird editing like I'm, I'm not usually the guy who noticed this um <laughs> But the editing and camera work is so mediocre. Sometimes you don't even see who's talking or the framing is super off. So it's it's a really clunky movie, you know? Maybe yeah. I'm not sure if it's, it was like the debut for the director. Or maybe. Like, I mean, the budget uh, was low. It was directed by two people. Oh, okay. A little team. Aaron Han and Mario Misconi, which I have never heard of either one. No. Go ahead and open those up just to see. And was it their first yeah. movie? Um, because it seems like it. Well, they had a TV movie miniseries. It says miniseries called The Vault. Um, and then they do a lot of dark web shit. That mm. show, Dark Web. I see. Yeah. So no, not like movies. I think that's their only feature film. You know, mm. that's what it looks like anyway. Yeah, like actually, it's entertaining, like um, not authentic in any way or something. But um, I was hooked, so it's it's not a bad watch. It's not even like it's close to ninety minutes, but you already notice that ninety minutes is even a bit too much for the guilty premise. pleasure. You yeah. say a guilty pleasure. Yeah, okay. right. Some some of my like some of my friends saw it as well, and they liked it some more than others. But it's not bad. No, I've seen it. I've seen this shit on Netflix for years. It is know, on like Netflix now, right? It's like it's been on Netflix for me like forever. And I'm always like hovered over it and kind of been interested. I think my girl has seen it because she loves this shit. Uh, it's, um, it could be compared sure. to the to the movie I, I mentioned last week, The Platform. 
it's it's mm. different but kind of similar and i mean you you can check it out it's not not a bad watch like coffee and kareem yeah i still wouldn't mind seeing the platform yeah that's Platform's that's way better cool. than circle yeah <laughs> way better yeah it's way better actually <laughs> i thought it was way better um so next up is uh is a movie called cash truck it's not the the one that guy ritchie is making um it's from 2004 it's a crime thriller with jean desjardins that's a french movie oh uh, okay le convoyeur Con- yeah right the convoyeur le convoyeur <laughs> right le convoyeur so here's, here's the plot it's dude this movie felt so low budget in a way or like i think i'm the only person ever who saw it that's what it feels like. I, I just watched it because I was looking for something with John Desjardins, obviously. John Desjardins, yeah. He's yeah. cool. Um, so there's some guy who, who joins the company that delivers money in France. And like he, he's not talking much. He has some seizures. Like, it's, it's weird. And he's up to, like, he plans something, but you don't know what in the beginning. I, I could spoil it now, but I'm just going to do it because <laughs> nobody will ever see this film. <laughs> Um, so it's later it's revealed. been 16 years it's been 16 right, years it's I a think, small movie from okay. France so yeah it's, uh, yeah whatever. I think we'll be alright so he, he he wants to find the people who killed his son years back he drove like he drove by a cash truck and uh, <laughs> it was getting hijacked and the robbers killed his son and injured him you know and like Ooh. he's assuming that there's a rat in that cash company uh, that is helping the robbers, so he's trying to get into the company to find the guy who's responsible for his son dying. And uh, it's it's not, the plot is a little, I don't know, convoluted. Yeah, convoluted it's, it's weird. Bit, yeah. um, <laughs> also, the movie's very quiet, very gritty and serious. It's like you know the tone is very very depressing, which is fine. Mm. Um, it was it was very short though, you know, ninety minutes with slow pace, so it wasn't boring. Um, and there, like, there's not much happening up until the end. The ending is actually, I was kind of reminded of uh, Dragged Across Concrete in a way, but mm. obviously that is way better than Cash Truck. Um, the ending is well, pretty good. brutal, and uh, also there's some people with like, you know, re- remember in Dragged when like those Nazis with the with the black clothing. Mm-hmm. In this movie, there's some people that who look exactly like them. So <laughs> probably that's why it reminded me of that. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about it. It's it's nothing special, so nobody really needs to see it. But it wasn't bad, you know. Is he the the lead? No, he's no, not. He's he's who is? I I didn't know the lead. He, he uh, John Desjardins is one of like he's the rat. I'm just gonna say, like okay. he seems to be all Spoilers. friendly. He's, yeah, right. But whatever. <laughs> um, he's working at the cash company, and like yeah, later he's he's the rat. Yeah, it's not a well, big. Well, there part. you go. Yeah, it's a five out of ten. You know, what is it like? What did you say it was called? It was called. It's called cash truck. That's what it means. Yeah, right, le convoyeur. Le, I don't know. Le convoyeur. I don't speak French. Hmm. So, do, do you have any questions about this uh, very unique? Movie? Sadly, sadly, no. Uh, <laughs> maybe do you think S. Craig Zoller was inspired? Uh, the movie is too Can't small really. to assume that. I don't know. Mm. Also, well, like then. it's not exact. It's it's not even close to dragged across concrete. Just I think it was just the visuals and uh, that it was so brutal. But yeah, I'm gearing up to watch that again. Got the edge. Yeah, actually, it's it's on Sky Ticket, so you know, I I could watch it as well. Get the and edge. I oh, no wait, I have the DVD. It doesn't matter. Um, 
Actually, I, I bought Dragged Across Concrete for like 15 bucks. It was a good investment. pretty high. Yeah, yeah, it was a good investment. Yeah, it's pretty high for a DVD. <laughs> yeah, I should have bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the fourth movie on my list is uh, Upgrade from 2018. Science fiction action movie with Logan Marshall Green. If you know right. who that is. I, I, uh, I still have not seen this movie. My, my girlfriend went... Oh yeah, because my girlfriend went crazy over the trailer. She like, she's like, I don't know why, but I want to see Upgrade. You know, when we like, we yeah. were dating and shit. And I remember we were set to go see it, but we never did. And I think she watched it when I was playing Rust one day. <laughs> so was it any good? Yeah, actually it is, but it's it's not as good as I expected it to be. So not a, so you expected it to be good. Yeah, because like a seven point five on IMDb. I heard uh -huh. when it came out, I heard it was kind of a sleeper, you know, sleeper hit. Everybody loved mm -hmm. it. So it's about this guy. He and his it's it's set in the future. I don't know when, but it's it's there's some high tech shit in that. Uh, so like self driving cars and shit. Um, so a guy and his wife they they drive in a self -car driving car and suddenly they they get into an accident and. Uh, it's caused by some thugs that then kill his wife and shoot him in the spine. So he's paralyzed. Okay. And um, luckily, it's, it's kind of weird, he has a friend who obviously d developed a chip that can like get your control back over your body. You know? So it's, it's also an AI, so it talks to him. Gets implanted in his neck, and I, I got you know it was some some venom vibes, like the, the yeah I talking to him, uh -huh. better than venom though. Um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, um, so and and the plot now is that he just tries to get revenge and hunt down the killers of his wife, but it gets a little more more layered than that. The plot is kind of silly. <laughs> I don't know. The the unique thing about this movie is the action. Um, I don't know. They they used like a technique that um, the camera is always tracking the the center of the of the guy. Like when he moves, the camera is exactly moving alongside him. It's it's a very unique look. I liked it a lot. Really. Um, kind of video I, gaming in a way. A bit, yeah. I've I've never seen it like this before. It's weird. Um, it's okay. pretty pretty cool. Um, so yeah, in the AI, it takes control over his body and beats up the bad guys for him. So like, mm -hmm. he's moving a bit like a robot and has like superhuman reflexes and shit. It's pretty cool. But the problem right. is I there's not much action in it. Like mm -hmm. there are like three action scenes and they're all pretty short. So, okay. And they should have, so they kind of showed, showed, showed them all in the trailer then basically. I probably. think, yeah, I've, I haven't seen the trailer, but I bet. Yeah. Cause the trailer was very, I remember action packed. So yeah and the action scenes are very good and violent you know i, li I like that but uh if there was just more action that was that would, it would have been better sadly and the sci-fi well, still a draw was cool it's still a draw to see it because i do like this uh i like logan marshall green everything i've seen him in anyway the two movies come to mind for logan marshall green which is the invitation i know i've mentioned that movie before on the show i fucking love that movie the invitation um but also uh, the uh, devil, I, li I like devil. that movie. Devil, yeah, it's about um, like six people or seven people are trapped in an elevator, and one of them is the devil. No, I know it sounds, I know it sounds like weird, but it's it actually was was very well done. It was Shyamalan produced, 
not directed. But of course, they marketed it like it was a shame. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, that's how they do it. As if that was a good thing. But yeah, I've, I've always liked that dude, Logan Marshall Green. Yeah, he's, he's kind, kind of, of a, kind of a B actor. He's not in like yeah. big productions. Yeah, like I feel like he's, you know, almost there. He looks a bit like Tom Hardy. Yeah, he does have like a uh, a Hardy face, so maybe they need a Hardy Brothers movie. Yeah. <laughs> do you see what I did there? Uh-huh. Uh, but here's a fun fact about this movie. I don't know if I'm going to steal it from you, but the director, yeah. Lee Wanell, yeah, Invisible Man. Oh, really? It's pretty. Yeah, he directed Invisible Man, and he's set to direct Escape from New York. Oh, and he directed Insidious Three. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> but here's also a fun fact about this dude: is this is the guy that's in the first Saw movie that's in the room with Carrie Elwes. Oh, I see. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. I was oh. impressed with Invisible Man. So that yeah, wasn't bad. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about this Escape from New York. I want to see who's who they're gonna tag for Snake fucking Pliskin. Yeah. That could be good. That could be good. Exciting. Maybe it'll be Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> Maybe I mean, it will. Why not? But uh, it'll be tough. Oh, we'll yeah, probably. <laughs> um. So next up, I saw a crime thriller with Dustin Hoffman and Roy Scheider, Marathon Man, nineteen seventy six. It was kind of a letdown, to be honest. Really. Yeah, so first, first let me explain the plot, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's this college student. Uh, you know the plot, but I'm just going to tell it to the folks. Um, I do. And uh, he's a marathon runner, or he, he, he wants to be. He played by Dustin Hoffman. And he gets caught up in a plot of smuggling, di- diamond smuggling Nazis, of course. And yes. um, it's in the beginning, it was a little hard to understand what was going on, to be honest. Like, hmm. it cuts back from him to Roy Scheider, who is his brother. Which is later revealed, and um, so yeah, it was it was a little hard to understand. But uh, once I figured it out, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. The problem I have is though it's it's a thriller, and I didn't feel the thrills. I don't know. You didn't feel it, the thrills. It, what about the fucking dentist shit? I mean, that oh, yeah, shit. that 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 was a great scene. There's, that there's, scared the fucking shit out of me. There's when I great was scenes in it, obviously, but overall, I shouldn't have watched this when I was a kid. I know that was my own problem, but. You know, yeah, that part still, I mean, to this day, uh, it's horrific to me. Yeah, the torture scenes are pretty good. (laughs) I love Laurence Olivier in this role, too. Is he the the, the Nazi? He's the Nazi, yeah. I I liked Roy Scheider's performance, actually. I mean, Hoffman is is always great. Well, now you know, is it safe? You know, the oh, yeah, right, callback there. Is it safe? But, um, you know, that director, John Schleisinger, kind of uh, he's got some some gems in his uh repertoire yeah, he's the guy that, he did midnight cowboy i see and uh, a movie i think i've mentioned to you called the falcon and the snowman um mm, maybe maybe not maybe not i think we were talking sean penn that movie is criminally underrated in my opinion uh the the, the believers i think that's is that fucking martin sheen that's kind of terrible never mind on that but pacific <laughs> heights dude pacific heights with michael keaton when he plays a psychopath is fucking great. I like that movie. That's a good thriller right there. 
like when I saw it and I didn't feel the thrills of Marathon Man, I was asking myself, it was a pro- if it's a problem of the time it came out, you know, the seventies. That's Could kind be. of no, I don't think so actually, because then I thought I, a year earlier, I, Dog Day Afternoon and Jaws were released, you know, and there right, was a right. fucking ex- like really intense. But right. I don't know, Marathon Jaws, Man just Jaws still holds up as fucking yeah, and Dog Day Jaws as well. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Marathon Man just uh, didn't get me. Didn't do it for you. No, yeah, I expected more. It's kind of sad. Not mm. bad though. It's it's not a bad film. I I can see why it's a classic. I mean, back in the day, it was probably the shit. Uh, it's pretty scary for me. Yeah, I can see that. But I think that could be a, just like a thing. I shouldn't have watched it when I was like seven. It's just a bad, yeah. bad call. True, man. Bad call. All right. So, the next movie is a, is a romantic drama by Barry Jenkins, the Moonlight director. If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. How was this movie here? Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. So I think it's it's in the sixties or seventies, like either late sixties or seventies. I don't know. Um, there's like this girl who gets pre- pregnant with her lover's child, but he is in jail for a crime he didn't do. And um, now in flashbacks, the movie tells you like about their love and shit. And in the present time, the family, they're, they're both families try to, to prove his innocence. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I, I didn't know many of the main actors, except for Regina King. She, she got the Oscar for the role. She plays uh, the girl's mother. Right. She got supporting actress. Yeah. And okay. again, supporting actress uh, or supporting actor is weird because she is barely in the film. I was surprised. Like not, I mean, she she has some good scenes and stuff, but she's not in, in a lot. Similar to Mahershala winning the Oscar, right? For Moonlight, yeah, because people did complain that he wasn't in it long enough. Yeah, it's it, it's weird, but still, it's a great performance. She she deserves it for sure. But I was just, it's just weird because the same year was Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz for the favorite, and they carried the movie. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I. I I can agree with that, but I haven't seen. It. I can't agree, but I yeah, see what right. you're saying. Yeah. Um. Do you know who Ed Scrain is? Ed Scrain. Yeah, the guy that looks like Nicholas Holt, the beefy. Yeah, the guy Nicholas from Holt. from Alita, <laughs> and uh, he was in Game of Thrones. The he... original, the original Dario Naharis. Right. Um. <laughs> so Ed Scrain, Dave Franco, Diego Luna, and my boy Pedro Pascal. They all have small parts, like one scene or something. Um. The movie is very stylish, actually. Like if if I remember correctly, in it was the same in Moonlight. There's some long shots with some some really heavy focus, like lots of blur and slight slow mo. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, yeah, I do. I so do. it's very it's very cinematic the movie. But sometimes... I, think, I thought Moonlight. I thought Moonlight was like Moonlight to me felt like a dream. Yeah. Movie in a way. It's the same stylistic technique he used here. And sometimes it was a little too artsy, and the scenes were a little too long for me. I don't know. Gotcha. No, um, no, I, I, yeah, I can. Um, like for Beale Street, in in the beginning, when there's like, so the opening scenes are that she tells her family that she's pregnant with a guy who's in prison, and that creates some some fantastic drama between both families. And that, like, I was so hooked. I was, I was so excited because I thought this is fantastic. This is great. But they don't do any more drama than that. Like, 
the there's some the mother of of the guy who's in prison she, he hate she hates the girl who's pregnant you know and there's some great drama but she doesn't appear at all anymore after that so that was kind of sad and uh i don't know Strange. The, the focus of the movie just totally changes like it's all just about those two people's love you know and i don't know i didn't feel it it's a good movie but overall i, I think it it set the wrong focus so hmm too much on the love you say yeah there's some like there's there's lots of flashbacks that just show you how much love they are you know and like at one point i was bored with that it was enough <laughs> you know i was i was i wanted to know what was happening to the guy who's in prison and shit but uh, yeah not bad though well, i get i get the um the dreamy stuff though i wonder because i you know me i, I complain about artsy shit all the time like i yeah I'll call i mean it, it looks right good away. but it's a little too much just too much yeah I, I felt like moonlight was way more on the in, in moonlight it was better is it worth watching though totally movie? okay yeah it's it's a good it movie kind of so it falls off though like you would just wanted more deep shit yeah going i think on? i think i just expected a different movie because Moonlight know. was deep. Moonlight's fucking. Moonlight is like, great. I think Moonlight is is, is better than than Beale Street. Um, you could really dissect Moonlight into a lot of things. Like that movie has a lot of themes in there that are really fucked up. I was I was so impressed with Moonlight. I didn't get around to watching this movie just because it just I don't know. I didn't I didn't know what the hell it was about. But then again, I didn't know what the hell Moonlight was about when yeah. I started to watch that either. So. Dude, Barry Jenkins I... is definitely a good director. Like he he has some stylish camera work and shit. So he like he knows what he's doing. And uh I'm looking forward to his next movie. Like seems to be on a row. TV series. It shows. Oh, okay. It's, uh, no movies That's after a while, sad. it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean we we don't get any movies anytime soon anyway, so True. Well, streaming. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Um so next movie. If if you have any questions. Uh not really. I I'll probably get around to watching if I can yeah. Beale Street could talk. Yeah. At some oh, no. point. Like I, I feel like I gotta be in the mood for that shit, but I will say that Watchmen made me a huge fan of uh Regina King. I I, I do like Regina King. I, I didn't great, like huh? her back in the day. Like I didn't really care for her in the the early roles, poetic justice and I think was she in Boys in the Hood? I think she was in oh, Boys really? in the Hood. Oh, that's been ages since I watched that. And uh I, th I feel like I Boys in the Hood is the way weaker menace to society. Oh, I agree. And then she was in uh she plays a sister in Friday. I remember that. So I, I just she wasn't like a draw for me, but she kind of became a draw because of the watchman role. I loved her. Then you should see if Beale Street could talk. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an she, Oscar winning role. It was. It was her first movie. Boys in the Hood, her first feature oh. film. Boys in the Hood. I feel like Boys in the Hood didn't age well. At least that's what I like. As I remember. no, no. I mean, I don't even think it was that good for back in. What the year day, is it? Uh, Ninety one. No, oh, okay. Like from the nineties, oh. I f I feel like Menace to Society and stuff like La Haine, you know, way better. Way well, cooler. no shit. Yeah, everyone knows you're gonna bring up La Haine <laughs> once an episode. <laughs> uh, so the next movie is um, a tragic comedy by the Coen Brothers. 
with Michael Stuhlbarg, a serious man from, oh, from okay. 2009. So, it is set in the 60s, which is, you know, my preferred period of time. Um, so there's this Jewish guy called Larry Gopnik, which is a weird name. Um, he, he, he has a pretty good life, actually. Like, he's a professor at a university, has a wife, two kids, and a nice home in the suburbs. Um, but somehow, even though he's doing any, he, like he's not doing anything wrong, but his life just begins to fall apart. Like one student tries to bribe him for better grades, and that gets him in trouble and shit. And um, his lazy brother lives at his home, and who's who's a gambling addict. His wife wants to divorce him, ran, just you know, one day. Um, You're telling me that the Cohen brothers made a movie about a man where everything gets crazy, dude. No it's way. it's a typical <laughs> Cohen story. About the the, yeah. the the everyman. Like, he does everything <laughs> right, but everybody just keeps shitting on him. So, yeah. Instantly recognizable Cohen. Cohen brothers. And, uh, dude, I was, I'm, I'm so, I was so glad to, to finally see Michael Stuhlberg in a leading role. Leading, it's a, yeah. I was it's just going to bring that up. Yeah. Because he is... He is mostly supporting, like, in a lot of the, the yeah. roles I've seen him in. But he's, like, if you compare him to somebody like Shea Wiggum, you know, Shea Wiggum is really on the on the minor role of sides, you know? Michael Stuhlberg still has some some strong side characters. Um, you know, it's all coming back to Boardwalk Empire, man. I know, two, I know. Two actors right there, man. I Every almost time watched I that this... the other day, but uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> mm, mm. Too much time yeah. to commit. Um, Looking forward to that, though. Yeah. I, w- I want to know what you think about that. Um, yeah, overall, it's it's pretty funny, the movie. Um, and oh, entertaining, you know. It's it's a good movie by the Coen brothers. They know what they're doing, so. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how many movies they made in that period, like from, from in the 2000s, you know. Like, oh, they th- cranked them out. Yeah. They cranked them out. I think it was yeah, like they... No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, and... Uh, the series all, man, all, true grit, all in like, all different too, all yeah, different true. in their own way. Like you can make the the argument that they are very similar in the way they're written, for sure. Sometimes, yeah. But the amount of like themes and different settings that they've done is it's, it's impressive. I used to not like him that much back in the day. Like um, before, I saw stuff like Fargo and. Uh, Buster Scruggs and shit. I'm still surprised that you're not a No Country man. I'm still surprised th- about that one. Yeah, but again, maybe I was just too young when I saw it, and I just didn't get it, you know. So yeah. I think that's a movie I definitely should rewatch. Same with The Big Lebowski. Um, Ooh, yeah. You've been you've been teasing that for a few. Episodes. I know. <laughs> I, I've given you Goodfellas though, you know. It's... Yeah, I was I was very happy to hear about your your Goodfellas. Actually, I, I keep thinking about how great Goodfellas is. It's it's crazy. I like that movie. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so, next movie is a movie I think you have seen. Okay. It's Can You Ever Forgive Me from 2018. A crime right. drama with Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Right. Grant. Right. The, the true story of uh, failed writer Lee Israel. Um, it was pretty funny. She's like absolutely broke at the beginning of the 90s. And everything is shit. She's an alcoholic. Her cat is sick. She can't pay the rent, and um, like though through coincidence, she she notices that old letters by famous writers can make you quite a dime, you know. Yes. And um, so she just starts using her talent as a as a writer to forge letters, and uh, it's a really interesting story. I liked it. I 
love this movie. I love the just the pace of it. Oh just yeah, like you kind of you just get sucked into this fucking story. It's it's here. such a short lived movie, you know. It's never boring. Mm. The pace is great. Um, besides that, she meets like this this gay guy, Richard E. Grant, <laughs> um, who's kind of a troublemaker, you know. Um, a little bit. Yeah, and uh, they they kind of form a friendship. Uh, and he, also he helps her with with the, with the shit. And uh, I dude. I was impressed. I I, f- I definitely have more respect now for Melissa McCarthy because I used to not was, like her. I was shocked, man. I was shocked. Her performance when I saw was, this movie. was really surprisingly great. I was I was so surprised when I sat down and I turned this on because I kind of had a feeling. All right, maybe she could be. I mean, this goes back to the comedy people doing good and drama, yeah, too. right? You know, she's Absolutely. in the the running that because of this film, but also Richard E. Grant, like. Who's... Both of them, in my opinion, could have won the Oscar for the for these roles. Yeah, Richard um, Grant for sure. But who who won that year? That was last year. Who won? Mahershala. Uh, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, Mahershala so... Ali for Green Book, which is Green obviously Book. great. But Grant would have deserved it as well. I just thought it's an awesome role for him too, because he's another odd actor. He's not on the that... radar for most people. No, not really. But he when he shows up. Like that movie, like I would love to see him in more roles like that. I would Dude, love yeah, to see him in more he was full of energy, you know, and and you mm-hmm. notice he's having fun with the role. It's great, and he elevated the scenes that he's in too. Totally, like yeah, just, yeah. I mean, it's a good contrast. Like she's a total introvert, and he's like this this really loud guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was that was kind of good. Um, also, the movie's tone is weird. Like it's it's a little depressing, not really, but, but it's also kind of funny. So funny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fact that they had this heart to it and comedy to it, but you're also just watching this chick fall apart, yeah. completely fall apart. Um, I don't know. It was just really well done. That yeah, movie. very good, very good movie. Who's the director? Marielle Heller. Okay. What did the she new do? females to hit the scene here. Yeah, she did a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, that's supposed to be quite good. I haven't seen you haven't seen that either yet. No, sadly not. Hmm. She could be one of the new up and coming young directors here because she hasn't. It was only a TV series before that. Oh, yeah, interesting. Hmm. I'm curious. Hmm. Well, I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed that movie, though. Cause yeah, that's I, that was one of the movies I actually got that Sky ticket for because it was on there alongside Beale Street and all this shit. So yeah. That's Next good. movie is uh, probably the one that left the biggest impression this week. Um, it's a noir thriller with Robert Mitchum from 1955, The Night of the Hunter. Oh. Have you seen that? I don't believe I have. I'll be honest. I, I just randomly saw it on that service and decided to see it. I don't know. It has 8.0 on IMDb, so it's like it's one of those true classics. Mm-hmm. And so it's about this. It's I think it's in the 30s. I'm not sure. Doesn't really tell you. So there's this guy who gives gives a lot of money that he stole in a robbery to his children before he's arrested for murder and robbery. Um, he tells them to not tell anyone where the money is, not even their mother. And uh, sadly, in prison, he talks in his sleep. And his inmate, who's like a fanatic priest, he now knows that the children know where the money is. So um, after the, the, the robber is, uh, is executed and the priest is released, he makes his way on to the town where 
where the family lives. And now he tries to get the secret out of the children, and he's really manipulative, and he's uh, he's ma actually marrying their mother. Like, he's intruding the family to get to the money. And that character, dude, Robert Mitchum, he kind of reminded <laughs> me of, of an evil James Dean in that movie, because he, he kind of looks like him. Right. Um, okay. And, dude, he's like the devil's priest. It, he absolutely carries it. He's so charming and and so manipulative. It's It's fantastic. Dude, th that's an iconic role. I, I think, I think it was in The Simpsons. Like he has tattoos on his fingers. On one hand, there's love, and the other one is hate. I think that's quite iconic. And uh, honestly, like for me, he's already in my Hall of Fame for best villains. The character or Robert yeah, the, Mitchell? The, the, character the character by who's played by Robert Mitchum. Harry Powell. Yeah. <laughs> and, and dude, I honestly, I was rooting for the man. To, to get the money because, for the bad guy yeah because he <laughs> makes the movie he was so he was so evil i loved it and i wasn't quite sure if he's actually like he's not really a priest but he's still kind of fanatic it's it's, it's great hmm. also there's some some fantastic like hauntingly beautiful black and white imagery the cinematography is so good and um you know i might have to uh i might have to acquire this i might have to it's, check this one out i mean obviously it's a little aged can't help that. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the acting besides Mitchum is a little too theatrical, you know? Not not that well, natural. That's, that's for the time, though. That's yeah, right. The time. Uh, yeah. But, just the way I mean, it was. it's not boring. Like, it's a great film, actually. I, I, was, I was glad that I just saw it by chance. The 50s have some gems. Yeah, some like, gems in that, man. I mean, obviously, the execution of like the way it's made has aged, but the story it tells is is fantastic. So. It's directed by uh, Charles Lawton too. Charles Lawton, very famous actor. He he only went, he, made uh, this movie, I think. He only made this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that he directed uncredited The Man in the Eiffel Tower, which is strange. But he, I remember him from Spartacus. Like very, he's very, you know, there in Spartacus. But uh, that's a trip. That's a trip. And uh, Robert Mitchum is actually one of my grandmother's favorites. Oh. And she made me watch the original Cape Fear with oh, him. Yeah, right. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he my, plays my dad the told me that as well when we talked about this yeah. movie. The OG Max Cady. And then also Gregory Peck is plays the Nick Nolte part in Cape Fear. And I don't know if you know, but in Martin Scorsese's, both of them I know, appear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my dad told Marty. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so, yeah, that's good news then. That's actually something that seems interesting. I don't think this movie is for everyone, but again, I, it's it's just ninety minutes, so it's it's never boring or anything. Yeah, the Knight of the Hunter, which is a great title, I like it. Knight of the Hunter. So God damn, he made a lot of movies. Woo, Robert, Robert Mitchum. Mitchum. Yeah. Woo. And he, he does movies. look a bit like James Dean, doesn't he? Like, like his, an older brother or yeah, something. His, yeah, his his head shape and shit. And also his laugh. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Yeah. All right. Two movies left. So, I watched Fighting With My Family from 2019. Oh. A comedic sports because drama. Of, by, because of Florence yeah, Pugh. By yeah, Stephen yeah. Merchant with Florence Pugh, <laughs> Nick Frost, Lena Hide, and Vince Vaughn. Mm -hmm. And also Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays himself in this and film. And The Rock! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 
the movie's about like this British trashy wrestling family. Like they're all into wrestling. I think it's a true story, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, it is. Um, the parents are played by Nick Frost, Lena Hida, you know, Cersei Lannister. And uh, the children are Florence Pugh, who's again just fantastic as always. And a guy <laughs> I, I didn't know him before, Jack Loudon. Loden. He was actually Jack, Jack Loden. Loden. Um, I was really impressed by him. He was fantastic, and I didn't know him. Um, so, like, the whole family is crazy about wrestling. They they host shows and shit. They all wrestle against each other. Um, and one day they get a call that those two, like Florence Pugh and Jack Loudon, they've both been picked to show their talent to a guy from WWE, who's played by Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn. I was just going to ask, who does Vince Vaughn yeah, play? I and have to... Vince Vaughn is the strict coach who's kind of an asshole, but, you know, at its core, a good guy. So the same role as in Hexor Ridge. And he's, I mean, come on, Vince Vaughn is born for those roles. Yes. He's, he's fantastic yes. in this. One of the the perfect asshole. You know? Yeah, right. Perfect. But perfect not really. Dick. Like, he's he's still, uh, he, he, I mean, in the end, he just wanna, wants to push them, you know? Right. So, right. Um, and, uh, like, Florence Pugh, she gets picked for, like, wwe and uh, they don't pick his brother and he gets really depressed because that was always his dream and it's now kind of a side plot that his life is going to shit and uh yeah now you just follow florence Pugh through the movie how she gets trained to be a professional wrestler and uh but yeah she's kind of an outcast so it's it's the typical underdog story Florence Pugh definitely has uh, some Dude, she's eclectic so... roles under her belt. You know, she's got some uh, a lot of roles there, and they're yeah. all different. Yeah, Every right. She's very different. versatile. It's really Dude, impressive. You know, she's not just doing dramas either. She's doing like everything. It looks like. Yeah. Black Widow as well. Yeah, yeah that's an action movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She did horror, drama, historical shit like Outlaw King. Yeah. And dude, like That's Vince right. Vaughn again. I, I I love Vince Vaughn now. He's <laughs> on a roll for me. Like in the last couple of years, Hacksaw Ridge, Brawl in Cellblock 99, Dragged Across Concrete, Fighting with My Family, well, lo- you know? I loved him so much in Dragged because he was like, he reminded me of, I don't know, it was like close to that swingers, I don't know. Just It's just when they were in the car eating the sandwich. I fucking love that scene Shows. when he's eating that sandwich. Yeah. With a weird thing about this movie, Dwayne Johnson plays himself, and he produced the film. <laughs> and it's kind of a promo movie for The Rock. Like he's portrayed as like the super genuine and friendly guy. And mm. I mean, of course, but it it was a bit too much. Like <laughs> I, I have a feeling one day you're gonna meet The Rock, you know, and you're gonna. He's be like, oh. probably a nice guy, but come on, like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Also, Stephen Merchant, who wrote and uh, directed the movie. I like him. And he's also in a small role. Oh, wow. Okay, I just noticed that. Stephen Merchant did write and direct. He's pretty cool. And he's pretty tall. It's weird. It looked like the movie had a lot of heart, too. <laughs> it does. It, it does. It's it's really charming. The chemistry like of all those actors, like the, the family, you know, Nick Frost as the father and Lena Hide, Florence Pugh, they're all really great together. That That okay. basically carries the first half. All right, you piqued my interest. And I, you know. I don't even I mean, give I, a shit I, about wrestling, dude. But this movie was great. I grew up with wrestling. You know, I, I grew up with it. I, I, I went to wrestling. You yeah. Know? Uh, but uh, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I like this movie didn't... Like the premise, I didn't find interesting, you know. But I don't know. I want to watch it because of Vince Vaughn and 
I do like Lena. Is oh, yeah. Vince Vaughn in it enough? Oh yeah. Okay. I think he is. All right. I mean, we all know why you watched it. We all know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, it's know. not just Florence. It's it's all the cast. They're all great. I mean, I like do like rock. Nick Frost. No, no. <laughs> uh. Does he take away from the movie though? Like him being in it. It felt a little weird, to be honest. A little weird. But yeah. it's he's not in it much, so it's not a big deal. Um, John Cena appears as well, and this guy Seamus or something. Like oh, some, Seamus, some, yeah. some famous where wrestlers appear. Seamus, the whitest man on earth. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that dude is like porcelain. It's he's Irish. Crazy. Yeah. Fucking eggshell. That guy. Dude. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's like blindingly white. That yeah. Guy. So now, last movie, the best one I saw this week. Um, Drum roll. It's a crime thriller again by Bong Joon Ho with Song oh, Kang Ho. Go. Memories of Murder from 20, uh, 2003. So, there's like in a small town south of Seoul um, in 1986. It's, a, it's based on a true story, actually, or inspired by, I don't know. Um, it's about the first Korean serial killer. So, there's this guy who rapes and murders a couple of women uh, in this town. And the local okay. police force, uh, they're after him, but they're kind of not doing a good job. Like, the leading detective played by Song Kang-ho, who's, as we all know, the father in Parasite, um, and his partner, who is always randomly assaulting people, which is pretty funny. Um, they're not doing a good job. They're they're inter- interrogating like the wrong people and actually torturing wrong suspects and shit. Like, they're really idiots. Right, um, don't spoil this. Cause... No, 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 I, I won't. I won't. You have my interest all, all the way on this. So. Um, and they get help by a cop from Seoul who's who's way better at his job. Like, um, he's like the straight cop, you know. And mm-hmm. But also he gets more fucked up uh, the deeper the mystery goes. And uh, yeah, they're trying to solve the case. And it gets more twisted and like, it's, it's really dark. But again, mm-hmm. with some comedy, which didn't feel out of place at all. And uh, dude, Song Kang-ho... He's he's fantastic. Everybody in this movie well, was fantastic. Well, Bong Joon Ho is quite good at inserting those comedy in in weird places. True, it was the same in Parasite. Same in Parasite, even with Snowpiercer a little bit there too. Like, there's some comedy in there, and you're like, I, I shouldn't be laughing, but I am. But... Yeah. And the, didn't you watch Mother last week? No, I didn't. I watched Okja. Okja. We I will talked wa- about Mother and uh, the host by him are both on Sky Ticket as well, which was also partly the reason I got it. So I will watch those as well by next week. Well, probably. this one I'm automatically interested because I I would like to see Kang Ho Kang oh, Ho yeah. Sung Kang Song, Ho Song Kang Ho Kang Ho Song whatever Kang um, Ho Song. <laughs> dude, this movie has some some seven vibes to it. So like really, really dark and uh, like all the murders uh, are doing rain. And, and shit it's it's pretty dark and bong's camera work man he knows how to shoot movies it's crazy it's not just that it looks good like the storytelling in his camera movement is is fantastic and like it's it's just yeah it's it's a fantastic thriller and really frustrating with a great ending great ending yeah great ending that's what i like to hear there's nothing better than hearing great ending yeah and it is based on a true story. I got the trailer. Like, yeah, don't don't look background. look it up though. Don't look anything up. Don't look anything up. Not no, even no, the trailer. No, that, 
No, I, I would just go into it without knowing anything, except from I what I just trailers. Told. I just wanted to oh. see the tone of it. Okay. All like right, it's I'll, it's very desaturated. It looks very gray. The movie and dark. Two thousand and three, he did this. Yeah, and already I think this was like his first feature film, and it's so masterful. Um, it looks like Barking Dogs Never Bite. Oh, okay. But still, he started really doing early. shorts in the early '90s. Pretty cool. Dude, Bong is is, is a great director. I'm I'm well, really looking forward to watching the host and mother. To see what he comes out with next. Too. Oh yeah, especially after because he's got big shoes to fill after Parasite. Yeah, but now that I've seen like this movie, I'm not that wor- worried that he's like I think he he's gonna he's gonna deliver. Capable, and you even enjoyed Oakja a little bit. Right? Yeah, I think Oakja is fine. Snowpiercer, I I have to, I would have to see again to really judge. It's been a while. I think we saw that in school back in the day. Snowpiercer, fucking Willy Wonka part two. I love it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's actually a solid, a solid theory. It is a solid <laughs> theory. I love that theory, man. I mean, everyone I saw on YouTube, I was like, oh my god, it kind of makes sense. It's it makes creepy. too much sense, almost. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Scary. A little trippy. But there's a show too about Snowpiercer with Jennifer Connelly. That uh, oh, is that yeah. like out yet, or is it coming? I think it actually got signed for a second season before the first season even appeared, which is weird. Uh, 2020, it says May 31st, it's going to premiere. Which? It's on, it's on TNT, though. I don't know about uh, that. Let's just have to see how that who's goes. Who's in it besides Connolly? Nobody I know. Okay. David Diggs? Yeah. Right. Hmm. Oh, Sean Bean. Hmm. Sean Bean is... And he's actually 10 episodes. Look at that. So he doesn't Uh, die within the first episode. (laughs) That's a new one for him. Like, I'm interested in it just because I do like the lore of the thing, but I I don't know. It kind of, like, I'm torn on this because I love that movie so much that this this could fuck it up. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know, man. But again, like... As we know, Jennifer Connelly has picked some bad roles in the past. She hasn't done, like... That's sadly true, yeah. If you ever get a chance, House of Sand and Fog with her and Ben Kingsley, that is one of her best roles. House of Sand House and Fog. Of Sand. I think, <laughs> actually, um, let, let me check that, but I think on this Sky Ticket I've been raving about, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have Labyrinth, so I might watch it, you know? Ooh. Who knows? I will say this, that you will enjoy Labyrinth more than Legend. That is, I, I gotta stick behind that. I know that you will enjoy more than Legend. Yeah, but probably not more than Willow. No, no, because Willow pulled it off. Willow was, Willow's amazing. Willow yeah, it is. It's good shit. All right, I think that's it for, for this week then. It was a short and compact. Short and compact. At least you watched something, I guess. I... Yeah. And I think I'll just I just continue doing it like this, you know, taking notes. I mean, at least I did two, but yeah. Yeah, you could do more. <laughs> I could try. The problem is YouTube. I just these fucking rabbit holes I go under. It just sucks yeah. all my time. There's some movies on YouTube you can watch. I don't know. No, but you know, I 
I watched like four hours of X Factor auditions going wrong, and I just, you know, I uh, love. I gotta admit, I gotta admit, I loved every fucking minute of. It, you know, I seeing Simon Cowell just get irritated. Could watch that all day long. You know, I see. That, my friend, is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> You're a reality TV guy. I love trash. I yeah, do. I, I love. I mean, look at Tiger King. I mean, that it's it's it is trashy. It is. I just, yeah, I just love it. Yeah, that's true. Love that shit. So, also, Tiger King is something like if you can watch it with a friend, do that. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I watched it all with my girl, so we had a we had a great old time watching it. We we're both convinced that that bitch killed her husband. So there you I go. think everybody is. She did. She did. Yeah. She straight up did. You can just tell that she's full of shit. Even in like the original fucking uh, uh, newsreels when they were first interviewing her, you can just tell. Just yeah. look at her eyes. She's full of shit. Carol Baskin killed Don Lewis. I think that's a nice way to end this episode. <laughs> it's Carol Baskin's fucking fault. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Every time he would say fucking, I just laugh my ass off. His way I, of I, talking, that's definitely something to like. If if Edward Norton gets the role, I would be so interested in how he he like yes. does his his speech patterns and stuff, like the way he talks. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm I'm excited about it. I hope they pull it off. But still, that documentary is uh, is very well done. Very yeah. well done. All right, then I think we can say bye bye. Tune in bye next bye, time. Bye bye, Have yeah. a good weekend, man. You too. <laughs>